This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Next month, the Ocean will release their eighth full-length, Fanriozoic 2, Mesiozoic, Seniozoic. In 2018, the Ocean released Faniozoic 1, Paleozoic, the first half of a sprawling but superbly cohesive paleontology concept album. Now the group is ready to release their eagerly awaited concluding parts of the Fanriozoic journey. Purchase your copies now at metalblade.com slash the ocean. Once again, Fanriozoic 2, Mesiozoic, Seniozoic. Purchase your copy now. Metalblade.com slash the ocean. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petr Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, friends out there. It is I, your host, Petr Spych. I am always joined by the lovable, the huggable, the stupid. <laughs> you know what? If you think about it, people that are lovable and huggable are very stupid. I gave you all three. Like when you watch Aww. Ren and Stimpy, who's the more lovable and huggable? Oh, and who's the dumbest? That's right, Stimpy. Stimpy. All three uh-huh. times. And uh, but you in are this my case, Stimpy. I'm your Stimpy. Uh, you could call me Brandon Han though, and you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at your buddy Gooch. And I'm Sylvia. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at it's the Sylvia. The lovable, huggable, classy. Fuck. <laughs> fuck you, man. man. Fuck you, man. man. Fuck you, bitch. Not and you, then, Sylvia. Uh, he, 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 he did that because he just heard the new Corey Taylor song, and so now he's just man, using that fuck voice. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Calm down. It's catchy. Calm down. I heard the new Corey Taylor rap song, and I was like, I want to shoot you so bad. My dick's hot. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, also follow our other co-host, guys, Jocelyn Sharp. That's J-O-Z-A-L. Y and Sharp, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram this week. Man, fuck your Instagram. Fuck <laughs> that Instagram, dude. See motherfucking T. See motherfucking T. We're not going to blast it. We're just going to move on. Okay. <laughs> all right. Moving on. We, 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 we want to interview Corey Taylor, so we're scared to no, blast this song. <laughs> he's like one of my favorite singers of all time. He really is. But, but we, we're going to let it go. This, is, uh, go. this was a... It's look, new. Look. It's you guys new. make your own opinion. Listen to his solo song. It's new. It's new. Uh, yeah. This week... Someone that we do uh, love his band and music, Andy Thomas from Black Crown Initiate, is on the show. We are here to talk about Violent Portraits of Doomed Escape, which is coming out August 7th. Um, That interview is going to be here shortly, guys. But before that interview, let's do a little bit of the Metal Sucks News. First story we're going to talk about. It's so hard for me to just jump right in after that. I got to make more of those. <laughs> I mean, I laugh because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do it like that sexy? Dude, everything I do is sexy. Are you kidding oh. me? I do not ask you guys to do anything really like anymore. Like I used to be like, Brandon, get this done. I'm just like, let them be. Man, tell the news, motherfucker. It's COVID time. I don't, I, everybody's going through the different obstacles. Beats in the lives. motherfucking H. <laughs> I like that. Said to do the motherfucking news, bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> no more Corey Taylor rap songs before the show for you. 
Tom Morello, uh, great guitar player, uh, fantastic bands. He's he's been in not one but two: Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave. For everybody knows, um, and hey, has done solo things. Always has been one real thing that I know besides a musician, and that is a very strong uh, political voice for mm-hmm. the left, if we may, in everything he's ever done, um, his entire career, which is now spanning thirty years. So it's funny that he recently had to respond again to someone on social media that uh, stated this to Tom. I used to be a fan until your political opinion came out. And then Tom Morello's response was like, what music of mine were you a fan that didn't contain political bullshit? I need to know so I can delete it from my catalog. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't it crazy now that people are actually responding to people that have no clue who they are? Well, the funny thing is, is uh, Paul Ryan, who is like, what isn't he the... He's one of the big ups in the Republican Party. Uh-huh. I can't remember oh, I remember he, that guy. He's got, he's got a, an important seat. I just can't he's like Wisconsin it. something, right? I, I just yeah. can't remember what it, what it is. But anyway, he's, that guy. But anyway, though, the guy, well, it was so funny because when he was trying to be, be president or actually in the running or something like uh-huh. that, he uh, was talking about how much he loved Rage Against the Machine. And it's like everything Rage Against the Machine says slaps yeah. the, the, like the right. Like it's just a constant blasting of the right. So, But the thing is, is the music is catchy. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are at the moment when you're screaming, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. That It applies that, to everything. That applies to everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. It erases everything. Yeah. It's like you got these guys with truck nuts, you know, with Trump flags flying out their bag and they're like, fuck, fuck you, won't do what you tell me. me. You know, when it comes to the mask, you know what I mean? Like, fuck you, won't you do what you tell me? Your fucking mask, your pussy mask. And like, dude, it's just. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And, and and just so you know, it's like you wouldn't think that a system of a down song would be at a Trump rally, but the drummer would be fine with that. Right. <laughs> so you don't know if the whole band, but Tom Morello seems to have been, uh, and Zach De La Roca, if we can, have been very, very left. The other two guys, I feel, have been a little quiet, but I assume they have a, a very similar political background. Right. That, which we all s- assumed about System of a Down until, you know, yeah. John Dol- drum, yeah. Dolman has see, been all the, over the this place. This is what I'm no. saying, okay? You're... The- <laughs> This is a where band we, is a series of individuals. It's a band with is egos. A, a band is a series of individuals with egos. But here's the here's the sad thing: you're a different person when you're in your 20s as opposed to now. And yeah, you're for, not as angry. Like there is no way that you can't. If you're Zach, you would hope Roca, they're not as angry. Yeah, Sylvia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, you mellow out. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I would people, hope so. The people Hopefully. that are like 40 above 40, and Look they're at still Sebastian as Bach. Yeah, yeah, and they're still <laughs> as pissed off as they were at 20 years old. Like, and you're still holding on to that without a budge. You know, you've experienced things where you might have looked like a hypocrite. Like mm-hmm. all those guys, like Zach De La Roca wrote the wrote the lyrics and stuff, but Morello was right there with his guitar backing him up. But I can guarantee you, like as they went through life as rock stars. Sure. You know, they definitely looked like hypocrites compared to their lyrics. That's just human nature. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. We, we always talk about System of a Down not putting out a record. And then we see in the news how their political views are completely opposite sides. Yeah. So you, Rage Against the Machine hasn't put out a record since 1999. Do you think that might be now? Obviously, there's no news on that. Do you think that you can speculate that there is an inner turmoil between some of the political messages? I definitely in, believe in, in that. that band. I definitely believe in that. And I also believe that when you release the albums that Rage Against the Machine released, mm-hmm. those were timeless albums. There's three albums that I just love, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 
when you when you release those albums like how do you come out 20 years later and still capture that magic like there's got to be a part of you that just goes out and never like look how long it took axel to, uh, the guns of roses to release chinese democracy it's because he knew there was no matter yeah. what happened it would never compete to the stuff he did previously well it was a solo uh it was more or less a solo project. i know I mean, so but, do, but so the, we can't so the new guns and roses if they put out a record we we might be like saying a different tune right now you know you might be you right know? so mm -hmm. that it's been a long time but i guess we can't use them as a barometer because they're not politically motivated band. None of their songs. Well, they never I mean, were. They I have mean, songs. They have are, songs, you know? but like they never but were. They're not known for yeah. that. Rage well, and like, system. Like rage. rage and system are straight up left wing political take the system down bands because and here's the thing it's like you propaganda write, going out and saying hey yo let's vote for trump it's what the fuck right, you know, right. it's not going to happen well, you, and here's even the, though they're canadian and here's yeah. the thing though with propaganda totally different style of music mm -hmm. you know what i mean like when you go as hard as rage against the machine did against the system the machine as mm -hmm. you will mm -hmm. you only write songs like that in your 20s how do you write a song like that where you're going, you know what? Sacrifice everything you fucking have right now when you're 40. Like you have yeah. you have a house, you have a family you got to make that you make it's safe. It's like it's super hard to just go out there and be like, take everything down when you have something. You know but what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's not so much um, political differences within the band. It's just like what, what Brandon is saying. Is they like, can't, they write, can't the write the same songs yeah. that they used to because they, their world has changed. That's They're what I'm older saying. and they, they have kids. They have when family. They, wrote they those pigeonholed songs, themselves in in a, in a mentality that might not relate to yeah. where they're at Especially now. Especially yeah. now, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. And like you, fans are expecting the, the yeah, 1992 you, if, lyrics. If, if there was a pro-Trump system of a down song that John Dolman wrote right now, the fans would revolt. Right, you know? right. And that's the thing. It's like it, you have to, there is a line and, that, and that's, a, that's what happens when you are a band that refuses to release new music and stuff. You end up just kind of going, all right, look, I'm not an artist. I'm a hired gun. Let's make this money mm -hmm. and let's move on. You know, I mean, you are going to appreciate the energy like, you know, Zach Del Roca, he's always full of energy. He's going to always go out there and do his thing. You know, he's always going to project that out to the audience. But at this point, it's so rehearsed. And even the speeches yeah. that he's even the 20, 30 minute speeches about politics that he's going to do are rehearsed. Mm -hmm. You know, like just stop trying to tell yourself that this is a, a, a moment. Yeah. You know, it's not. I'll give you two credit. Like when you watch Bono go out there and do it, it's like he's got such a like uh, an aura around him I, is the only word that I can look at. We're talking at about like, Bono back in the day or now? Talking about Bono now because oh, they're now. the biggest okay. band in the world. But yeah. he goes out there and it's like he's the Pope. Like they, mm -hmm. they treat him like he's the Pope. So you're a part of that energy and it is and it is infectious. You know, it is. And here's the thing about you too. They're still trying to release new music. Like they've never stopped creating. And when you stop creating, you end up doing that. Exactly what we said, where it's like, it's just this rehearsed, mm -hmm. you know, and you're glad to be there as an, as a, as a, as a fan, you know, you're glad to be there because you're amongst thousands of other people that are also glad to be in and experiencing this all at the same time. But it's not, but it, there's a fine line between, you know, again, rehearsed, and unrehearsed mm -hmm. moments, you know, unrehearsed moments are just super, are just way more powerful. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the best metal, I think, genre or, or person that I always think about of the growth was Mikhail Ackerfeld from Opeth, death metal band going through and then just completely switching over to progressive rock with that band in his later years because he didn't feel you know, that that music represented him anymore. And the fans stayed for the most part. I know a lot of people be like, I just want old Opeth. Well, there's 12 
10 records, you know? Of old, old So you have 70-minute-long yeah. 10 records. So it's like he gave you a, a great legacy to, to look on, and then you look on his new stuff. But fans, as they grow up, I think they, they kind of were, were able to move on with him if you're able because to, we grew up with yeah, him. Yeah, if you're able to grow with an artist. Well, Rage is screaming to the new 20-year-olds today. Right. Yeah. Not the 40-year-olds anymore. Right. Those right. records are not relevant. I don't. Uh, they're very relevant, but they're not going to be super relevant to the 45 year old people yeah, because they're, they're, he doesn't have those, those same right. feelings anymore yeah. again exactly. when you're 20 years old and you don't have shit and it's you and your three buddies trying to spread out rent between a one bedroom a studio apartment yeah mm-hmm. you are going to be like fuck everything let's go set fire to the starbucks you know like it's oh, just i'm just saying man they're, they they got to make a point they're going to go with starbucks if you're going to go with corporate corporate america boom oh, that's where please. you start everything that's happening right now is like pro corporate America, I know. Yeah. Like they're killing all the small businesses yeah, out there. Yeah. So burn a Starbucks, they'll be like, no problem. Yeah, you guys will come back. You know, worry. yeah, we got insurance. We'll survive this. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks yeah. ain't scared. I like that. No, we gotta stand for the small business. There's a fucking firebomb through a window in yeah. Portland. Okay, well played. Well played. Stupid. Uh, so um, moving on, though, as we're talking about that, another story that happened this week, and I know that we keep talking about John uh, Dolmayan from uh, System of a Downs really uh i guess right wing side but he did state and this is just one statement so i don't want to make it sound like you guys should read everything he said but uh in the statement the black lives matter movement could care less about black people now he's a drummer in a politically charged band um and uh, i could uh read the post so you guys get the whole message mm-hmm. i don't want to just take the clickbait headline and throw it your way because obviously sure. it's like whoa bro calm down um he had a Police Department, City of New York badge sent to him in Instagram, and this is what he wrote. Very proud to have received this gift and will always support the men and women who put their lives on the line to help protect society. I'm also thankful to the NBA, NFL, and MLB for kneeling in solidarity with BLM and showing that major sports franchises, much like most corporations, are all about the look and keeping the dollars rolling in and much like the BLM movement itself could care less about black people. Woo. So that's his statement. Woo! Right? Like, like, how do we talk about yeah. this? Story? That is heavy. Um, so in essence, he's saying that you know you have. Thank to God he's just the drummer. <laughs> that's um, what I'm, it's like that's why System of a Down is still going to make money because if, he's just it's, if this was Surge doing this shit, oh man, I I I, I feel like if this was Surge doing this shit, I, it's the same. No, it wouldn't be. Okay. No, Surge is. It'd be a little bit more. Um, I know he's headline. got a higher profile. Yes. Than, than, than John, but I mean... I, I mean, no disrespect to John, but I mean, you are the no, drummer. There's a difference between I, the frontman and the drummer. I think if Serge said it, they, they make it more of a headline. They make more of That's, a big deal. Yeah. Or Thank it's you. like the, the drummer's like, eh, Yeah, maybe. like yeah. if Matt Sorum said something, nobody's going to give a shit. If Axel says something, oh, They're here's an article. Ass, you know? yeah. yeah, I got you. So I, I guess in essence, what I, I get from that post is he's saying like, hey, everybody's just adhering to group think right now. Um, in essence, so they can keep selling tickets at their shows and people aren't like, you're against this. So in essence, they're just doing these motions. This is him talking. They're just doing these uh, protests and motions so the dollar, the bottom dollar, doesn't get affected by what's popular in culture right now. Is that what you guys got from that post? Yeah. Okay. But but my th- but here's the thing though you can say that without you- blasting the movement because here's the thing the movement definitely cares 
It's the people that are making money off of the movement mm-hmm. that you question. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying you can at least question it. When you go ahead and say, "No, this is what they're doing," it's like, "Oh, dude." You have like, to word your yeah. You, you know, could have worded it a little better. bit better. Like we did. We did a, a rise to offend episode on Colin Kaepernick. Right, mm-hmm. me, me, Brandon. We did it a while. He told back. people not to vote. Uh, no, no, I know, I know. I actually bring that up in the interview. It's funny because we talk about voting in this interview. And um, one of the things that we did say is that, like, when his protest was sold out to Nike, and we have a lot of clips of people talking about that. If you guys want to check out the episode, Colin Kaepernick rise to offend. Go. It's two parter. We break down the beginnings of him and then the protest of him. And, and again, I don't think we blast the guy, but we do question when he. Took think, his, I, yeah. his protest over to Nike. I, I think a sports I, apparel thing. We do question that because, and that might be what he's doing here to be like, look, dude, Kaepernick, you did something great, but now you're profiting off see, of selling sneakers. And, and when sports we did apparel. that, and when we did that episode, mm-hmm. I started off like very pro everything Kaepernick was doing. So did and I, then, and then I had and a research. The, yeah, and then you started doing the research. <laughs> and your and you're actions like, got to match your words. You're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Little, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, yeah. like so, and and that's the thing. It's like there is a there is a, a fine line between getting lost in the frenzy and then actually going, well, what's really happening? What's this person really trying to get at? Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, though, but but I'm not going to blast the movement no. Kaepernick it's, started. I'm yeah. talking about him himself, the person himself. And that's that's, that's kind of what's wrong with society anyways. Like, we'll never see another Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. We'll never see another, uh, you know, person that inspires all this hope. John Be- Lewis, who recently passed. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll never see that because today's society, today's, you know, it's constant news. And if you constantly have a microphone or a camera in front of somebody, you're going to catch them fucking up. You're going to catch them saying something that is unintelligent. Because we're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites. And this all goes back back to Rage Against the Machine now compared to Rage Against the Machine then. Like, dude, if you're still holding on to that and you're white knuckling that argument Mm -hmm. and you're Rage Against the Machine, I'm sorry, dude. There is some major fundamental holes within your argument. Not saying that you're wrong, but there are some major holes that never get addressed. And that's the problem that we have when it comes to some of these people that want to champion the cause for so long. It's like, okay, great. You're still saying the message, but what about fixing the holes? What about fixing the giant glaring leaks to get more people involved into your movement? You have to ignore that and just believe in the movement. That is something that I think people had to do back in the day with Malcolm X and Mark Luther King. I think you have to ignore these side issues and focus on the big picture, right? That's, that's what's supposed to happen in modern culture to ignore the side issues and look at the big picture. Very difficult yeah. because those side issues, too much information, those side issues in a way, Politans. smear right. the big well, picture, and that's right? Thing. And that's what, when we, when we did the Kaepernick episode, that's what we ran into a lot is that we're, we're smearing what he's doing in a, in a way because he's kind of doing it without the same intent or we don't know what the intent is. It was very confusing. And like I said, a lot of the clips we use isn't just us talking. Yeah. It's we found from across a valley of interviews and things of him saying and black sports writers, black sports talk show hosts that were just like, whoa, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, so, so and their points are not invalid, but their viewpoints are like, oh, I didn't see it that way. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's part of it. And that's, and that's, but that's what, that's what I don't plan on doing an RTO on John Dolman. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let this guy go. Right. (laughs) But I'm just saying, though, it's like to when you have something that you're passionate about. And again, the reason why you're so passionate, uh, your passion can be used against you. Mm -hmm. It can always be used against you. It could be the one thing that motivates you and gets you up in the morning and makes you put on your boots for the war. Or it can just or it 
could take you too far, mm-hmm. you know, or it could just, t- or it could take you too far to where you end up becoming the bad guy. And now everybody in your movement wants nothing to do with you. And we're not even close to that on the Black Lives Matter movement. No. Uh, so no, his, his statement, not even close his statement that. is like, I'm pro police. Um, I think in, in a nutshell, and if you're, he's picking a side, if you're pro police, you're not pro BLM. And that's I, not and true. again, and again, and again, I think that that's what, is being sold to a lot of people. Like you're on one side or the other blue lives or black lives. And it's like, dude, like I said, again, there's this big middle ground of people like, no, 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 but that's it. But the middle ground never gets clicks. The people doing their job will never get, uh, will never, you'll never hear about, so, hey, you know, cop pulled over a guy and let him go. Like, it's yeah, just like, you have to do, you have yeah, to be very scandalous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The it's day like, I yeah. click on the headline of like middle ground posts, like Serge uh, Takian from System of a Down says, yeah, there was a decent thing that happened here. That was good. You know, that yeah. is like right down the middle. Those, those are never, no, that's never going to happen. That's never going to be news. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and my, my thing is, is like, I don't understand. But we know that. Well, society. the one thing that we kills that. me though, is now you have people that are attacking the middle for going, hold on a second. That what? Corey Taylor song's okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> I. That's not going to make a click, but if I said my real feelings. This shit was motherfucking fire, son! <laughs> He's spitting. He's Corey motherfucking Taylor. He's shitting on MCs, bitch! <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna buy it. I know it's it's it's. I'm gonna just say this one thing: if you're gonna rap and then you put in really good rappers, you're gonna look not like a good rapper. Right? No, yeah. a comparison. Originally, Tech Nine's yeah. a good rapper. Yeah, uh, so there's a comparison there in the song. Yeah, he should have put himself up against like you know Scott Ian or something. That's you know all I'm mean? gonna yeah, say. It's like, it's, oh. I respect Corey Taylor. I, I do love Slipknot. I do love. Uh, I am a fan of Stone Sour, and I think he's a very important person in the uh, in the scheme of. Uh, like-minded people like ourselves. So I don't want, I like I said, I'm not into the blasting thing, but yeah, that song we could, uh, we can have a little bit of fun with later anyway. So with that guys, before my interview with Andy Thomas, let me tell you guys about avatars, new album, Hunter gatherer. It is the darkest, most sinister version of the band yet with deep studies of cruelty, technology, disdain, and deprivation. Already one of Loudwire's and Metal Hammer's most anticipated metal albums of the year, Hunter Gatherer is now available for pre-order here ahead of its official release date on August 7th. Visit avatarmetal.com for more information. Guys, once again, Avatar's new record, Hunter Gatherer. Go to avatarmetal.com. For more information, it's coming out this Friday, August 7th. And with that, guys, let's jump into my interview with Andy Thomas of Black Crown Initiate. Everybody, what's going on? Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast on the phone. I got Andy from Black Crown Initiate. We are here to talk about the yes, new... Yes, you do. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk about the new record, Violent Portress say that again violent portraits of doomed escape it's coming out august 7th guys fantastic record i'm a huge fan let's just talk about it man let's get into it now the first thing i wanted to bring up and it's been four years since selves we cannot forgive now was there a different process for you recording this record because of the time frame not so much recording. I mean, we recorded it the way we really always did, which is just go in the studio uh, with Carson and Grant. Although it was a different studio for them, They're, they were uh, they were working in a studio called Think Loud, which is actually owned by the guitar player from Live, that band from the nineties. Mm. Um, so uh, we, we it was a different studio, same producers. Um, it wasn't really recorded any differently, uh, but it was written 
differently because we had so much time and we weren't really writing for any specific, uh, you know, the band kind of took a, a, a hiatus in 2016 and we weren't really sure what was going to come of it. We didn't have a team. We didn't have a label anymore. So Nick and I just started writing music again. Um, so in a lot of ways it was written the way our first EP was written, which is just no expectations and no real hope of any future, just music that we enjoyed, uh, no deadlines. Uh, so it was composed differently in that regard, which I don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, sometimes having a deadline is, is it, it forces you to work, um, which, you know, motivation is not really my strong suit. So, but I mean, it's, it's just a, it, it was composed differently. Motivation may never be your strong suit, but perseverance is. So I'm going to give, I'm going to yeah, give it's too take. dumb to give up. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say that because we got this record. That's what I'm, well, I'm going to stick with that. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, we, we, we all have a part of us that isn't that, that's what, that's how we build confidence as human beings is like, we say we're going to do something and we follow through. And, uh, yeah, I feel really, I feel really bad for the people that can't follow through. Does that make sense? Because I think that that puts them in a, in a place that's really hurtful and there's no, uh, end result. You know, one of the tracks on the record, yeah. um, death comes in reverse. You said you did write during mm-hmm. one of the lowest points, uh, in your life. Do you care to share? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, you just, I mean, it was just a point where, I mean, I think we've all had them where it's, it's, it was hard to see, like, hard to like face another day, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just monotony and, and, and boredom and sadness and whatever. And a lot of it's self-induced. So uh, I think, you know, pulling myself out of that, I think uh, this album had a lot to do with, or, or had a lot to do with, with me doing that. Um, but yeah, that song, I mean, that, that song, it's just about endless shit. <laughs> The, the lyrics are um, that you can see the pain that you're going in. The track is kind of a setup before that. It's a track called Bellow, but it really is just almost mm-hmm. like a cry for help in a way prior to the the guitar part of, of the track. We're talking about Death Comes in Reverse. Now, yeah, dude, that's something that I think all of us relate to, though, is that there's a it's, it's crazy because when you look back on these times, it's like you're just in a black cloud in your head and you can't mm-hmm. escape it, mm-hmm. you know. But then when hindsight... It seems like, you know, like you said, it's self-induced, but it seems like there was always a way out that you refused to escape. Do you feel that we dwell in these negative things in some uh, positive way? Uh, I mean, absolutely, dude. I mean, it's that's sort of what the album's about in general. Is like no one's gonna no one's gonna help you unless you do it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of those songs came out of a phase in my life where I was just wallowing in it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to go like, well, it's this person's fault or it's that person's fault or it's this substance's fault or it's, you know, the world's fault or whatever. But ultimately until you, until you make a choice to, to, uh, to go the other way, you, you, you won't and Mm -hmm. things just continue to get worse. And, you know, when you make a choice to change a lot of a lot of really cool things happen you you tend to attract better people in your life too we're going to bring up uh original guitarist ethan here in a second i don't know if that's who we're yeah. talking about in a way but that's a that's, oh per, i mean one of them yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's a perfect example um i i feel um but that's what you just said is something i always remind my friends who who have a have a real optimistic view and 
just comes in my background, all those things, but it's like we control everything, dude, that we think we don't control. And it's a weird thing, but it's like the media. If it gets to you if or anything like that, if it gets to you and it makes you angry and you have an emotion that's not positive, you control that. Yeah. You can say instead well, yeah, of that you, today. You can't control what happens in the world, no. but you can control your reaction to it. Exactly. Always. Exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's designed to get a reaction, and... You know yeah. how you as an individual react. So instead of waking up and reading the news, let's just say if we know that Trump's going to trigger the shit out of me, instead of waking up and reading the news, yeah. I'm just going to put on a movie. or I, Like I got a DVD, like what, Rainbow, 1977, live in Munich. It's Ronnie James Dio, Richie Blackmore, yeah. Bob Daisley. You know, let me start my day and with that. Sick. Yeah, yes. and, and make some yeah. eggs. That's, <laughs> right. that's like, a, you know, a lot of times my girlfriend and I will just... just uh, just make a conscious decision like we're going to watch a fucking movie right now yes and we're not gonna we're not gonna like talk about what's going on because and it doesn't get you anywhere you know no i mean there, there's so many things that i've realized and like this is with age so anybody that's younger i'm, I'm 39 years old and anybody that's younger please understand I'm 34 yeah we, we so. we've we've grown a little bit through that so don't i'm not bashing anybody's thought process or how they think or anything like that please understand that it's mm-hmm. just with age you realize that um if i react emotionally to everything that upsets me and i'm going to be 40 soon I'm going to have a stroke or heart attack in 10 years. And I want to live longer than that. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, so it's Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's really, it's a conscious effort to realize like, look, you know, I, and that's something, right? You agree with me on that, correct? You, it's literally, it comes down to for like, I could literally die if I don't chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because I a, get that for sure. An emotional reaction, uh, as, as little as that sounds, that's what starts altercations that escalate to horrible things. Uh, happening as we've seen recently in the world and, and many times is that it's just an altercation with emotion yeah. that you know and and the older you get the more level-headed i think a lot of us get not everybody but that level-headed of turning the other cheek and kind of doing that yeah it goes away fast past, you know if it you're does. emotional like the past couple months yeah the past couple months have been like an ideological barrage mm. um and i I think at first, you know, like a lot of people, I, and I, you see it on social media, which is another uh, really divisive, mm-hmm. shitty thing, in my opinion, but whatever. Um, at the, the first reaction is to, to just sort of maybe solidify what you think you know and then react to anything that's different angrily. Mm-hmm. And I just, over the past few months, I've really worked on not doing that. Because if you can have like a one-on-one conversation with somebody, I find it's often very difficult to be like really, uh, it's very difficult to hate somebody. And I think a lot of the, the, uh, a lot of the, the hatred that's going around is based off the fact that people aren't really having conversations. They're just yelling to an echo chamber on social media. Mm-hmm. But that takes, and that's, you know? and that takes effort to have that one-on-one conversation with someone that um, sure does that and, and that's that's the thing is that i i always i always feel is that it's it's so much easier not to make the effort every bad idea or bad ideological idea let's just say uh, that i had in my life eventually went away because someone was willing to talk to me and explain it to me from a different way you know absolutely um, and, absolutely and there was nothing crazy i'm not saying like you know i i hated something and i went it was just like oh no i see your viewpoint and then i see you as a human and now we can talk 
Um, doesn't mean I yeah. agree with yeah. people. Like we can go with the politics thing. I'm not somebody that, um, you know, I'm not someone that does get triggered by politics. I feel like for me personally, I lost one election and I hope we, I win the next one, but I want a democracy and I want, you know, to live in a capitalistic society, you know, which is just me. So therefore I have to realize that there's, there's things I'm going to lose in this, this, this world, this 350 million people doesn't center around me. However, there are, there are, um, a lot of things that I think, um, if we didn't yell and we compromised with that, you would see that the other side agrees. <laughs> I dude, that's, that's really it. I mean, the, the, the issues that you run into are really radicalism on yeah. either side. You and then when well. you get, when you get past that kind of stuff, you really just see that, that like you said, it's, it's the majority of people, uh, yeah, just yelling at each other and agreeing, but not realizing that that's what they're doing. I I, I do it with my friends. We're arguing, and I'm like, that's what I said. That's yeah. what I said. Oh, we, we're saying the same thing. Why are we yelling? <laughs> you know, like I do it all right, the time. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, and radicalism yeah. is only done for one reason, and that's to get an emotion out of someone. And if you ignore that yep. radicalism and you don't give them yep. that emotion, guess what? They go away. I mean, I've seen it yep. in my life. It's proof positive, you know. Um, but you, you said it with social media. It's impossible to get away from the radicalism. You know, it is because yeah. somebody will. Social media has has changed human co- communication, in my opinion, for the worst. Yeah, for the worst uh, forever. Books have warned us that we would be betrayed by technology for, geez, hundreds of years. Very long time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, long time. many times, and we just were like, betray- technology is our friend. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but, like but, it, it, maybe it'll work this time. Yeah, maybe it will. It, and it, the thing is, is that. When trends get rejected that are not in, in our culture, full-blown, like I think social media might be a part of our culture for a long time, but if that trend was rejected yeah. at a certain point, um, I don't think a lot of things, I don't think we would have had a, I, I guess I, I'm just going to say it like this without being political, is I don't think yeah. reality TV would have offered us as people to be like, yeah, we can take that as a president, or we can take someone like Kanye West right. as a president and realize that, oh, no, no this is a job. And there's qualifications that are needed in order to do that. And I know that the qualifications might be lying on some level, but the main qualifications yeah. I always looked for was somebody that de-escalates situations. Right, right. And I think as, as a society, mm-hmm. we've settled for the lesser of two evils for yeah. so long yeah. that now we're confronted. I mean, th- this election coming up feels completely different than anything I've experienced in my adult life and that it really feels like no matter who ends up our next president, it's going to be very unpleasant. And I, 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 you know, and I, I, it's very strange because, you know, we argued like when it was Trump and Hillary, like the lesser of two evils or whoever, you know, and it's like, well, that's not really the way it's supposed to be. I don't think. And uh, now we're, we're really seeing the culmination of the lesser of two evils. And I, I, it really feels terrible to me. I, I, that's a that's a fantastic point, actually. And I'll tell you something. Truth, I'll tell everybody who I voted for my entire life. You know, my first my first election, I voted for Ralph Nader because I'm like, I went and saw him. I was like, this is the guy. And that Green was, Party, yeah, Green Party. I, I registered yeah. Green Party, and that's what I was. Yeah. And then George yeah. Jr. W got in, and whatever. Yeah. I was just like whatever. And then after the next four years, I was like, this guy is completely demolished everything like there's no way he'll get reelected right got reelected economy went up everything went bad oh and then so i I voted for ralph nader both times and then the next time around 
I'll tell everybody out there in America. I know we're talking American politics, but in my mindset sure. was like there was no possible way any Republican on the planet could could get reelected after um, George W. Bush. And then we had yeah. someone that was speaking great and someone that, you know, there was hope and that was Barack Obama. So I voted for Barack Obama for sure. Mm-hmm. And the second time around I did as well. The point is, is that during that time frame, things that I cared about personally as individual, like certain things like gun control, those things, they didn't yeah. change. But I felt like when I listened to him speaking, I even though he's still a politician, he's no different, I felt like, right. all right, all right, he's making me feel some sort of comfort, right? And that was the only yeah. president, because again, I was alive during Reagan and Clinton, but I can't say I was really active, you know, so I don't, I can't say Right. That. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're close to my age and yeah. those administrations I was alive for as well. But uh, yeah. no, well, I guess not Reagan. When was Reagan? Eighties. Uh, it was like 88. Yeah. And then, and you had, I think I, Bush one, which I didn't really, I guess it was, I guess I was barely alive for yeah. Reagan. So it but, doesn't, um, doesn't count. But yeah. Even the Clinton administration, I was still too young to. Yeah, and so I look back on that on. fondly in a way, but it's like not you know I was, I was sixteen years old. Of course, I was looking back on it fondly. It was great, and so now though, then we had this this election where obviously Hillary was a compromise, like you said, for a lot of us. I voted yeah. for her because, uh, dude, I've been honestly, she's qualified. And so I was like, there's no way we're going yeah. to, no, there's no way we're going to go the, this route. And, and we did. So I respected that. I took it on the chin. I voted so sure. I can complain. I did vote for Hillary. Um, right. Right. And, and now we're going into this situation and there's all these parts of me that I'm like, I don't know what radical side is worse. Like you're saying, I don't know. It's, I mean, dude, it's, it's really, uh, it feels almost terminal. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's just like, what, what is, what has happened here? Mm. I mean, either way you have, you have two morally bereft individuals. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I don't think anything needs to be said about Trump Mm -mm. uh, that hasn't been said already, but I mean, you also have Joe Biden on, on, on video pinching little girls nipples. Mm. Uh, I, 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 and, and it's not, it's, it's not edited, you know, it's like, he's doing that. So, and you want to say, well, he's senile. I would call that child molestation. So, uh, you know, what? Where? Where? Where are we? I don't know, and it doesn't feel good. Where? Where I am? I'm watching rainbow videos in the in the kitchen in the morning, and I'm voting for Biden. It's over. I, I'm not even gonna think about it anymore. <laughs> That's where I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so unfortunately, I world, it. I'll let I you guys it. know. That's what I'm doing because, uh, um, quite frankly, I think with how angry everybody is i i do think that oh, yeah. trump has a lot to do with that so I, i'd rather just for sure for, for my opinion and people vote how you want if, you, if you're a trump voter vote all the way don't listen dude, to me. i don't i don't, don't think I, can, I don't think i can vote <laughs> see but that i'm scared know. of that dude i'll tell you right now i was i, I was, I was a fan of colin kaepernick and and uh when he's told people he's not voting right before that election it it, yeah. it it crushed me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like this whole time, you have this voice and all these great things, and now you're telling people yeah. not to vote against this guy. Like, and it. But then, I mean, it broke my heart. The fact that if 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 nobody voted mm-hmm. at all, I mean, maybe maybe that would change things. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm know. not. I'm not. I, I don't fucking know anymore. Dude. No. <laughs> but, I, I know. How did we I mean, get maybe here? Maybe I never did. <laughs> How did we uh, get that's here? A, that's a. 
that's a discussion that I'm not qualified to have. <laughs> Nor am I, man. But th- here's the thing is to voice the frustrations that I think we're talking about, everybody's feeling it right now. It's probably yeah, they're, they're sure. listening. And, and like you said, there's a vast majority that feels just like us about like, dude, we're just feeling helpless. And we just wish mm-hmm. there was, uh, uh, you know, something that's not as uh, as intense, I guess, you know, for even like someone like me, I'll be straight up like I would never vote for Bernie Sanders. You know, like it's yeah, he's yeah. like to me, he's the left version of Trump. He's too extreme. I can't I can't do it. And. Well, the amount of the amount of societal upheaval it would take to have the society that he he uh, posits, it, it would be uh, it'd be more of an explosion than a than a yeah, uh, than it, a band aid. You know, he's getting elected but, on saying I mean, some it, craziness like build a wall. That's what I'm saying. It's just the other other side. Yeah, it's like, you're not going to do this. But who bro. knows what's going to happen now? I mean, I don't even. Man, yeah, I don't know. I, let's talk about music. Let's talk about music. I'm yeah. sorry, we we did go off. On no, this. it's all right. It's, it's, I think this is a natural. Like, I mean, and that's you know, my girlfriend and I talk about it a lot. Is yeah. conversations about whatever tend to devolve into the same thing because our world is is pretty. The scope of it is pretty freaking narrow right now, and, yeah. and understandably so. It's just like, what is happening? Are we in danger? It feels that way. Uh, it what does. do we do? Nobody knows, and we all fight about it, and that's not helping anything. Hundred percent agree, man. And that's what you know. What, the crazy thing is that I, I do this show, and I talk to people not to talk about this stuff. <laughs> but it's it's every if you go back every episode, we're talking about it. Like every third episode, I'm like, I know, because it's 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 front of mind. You know, it's it's crazy, man. But dude, I, it's, I mean, it's just right in front of our faces constantly. Constant the barrage, you know. Yeah. You so said, you said it, it, my man. Impossible to escape. So let's go segue back just a little bit, just a little bit. We just talked sure. about Ethan McKenna. He was an original member mm-hmm. of the band, and as you were saying, positive people re-entering your life. And I believe he mm-hmm. was in the band back in two thousand and eight. Is that correct? Well, it wasn't. It was a different sort of project. Um, it wasn't necessarily not the band. We just didn't have any anything going on other than just. Him, Nick, and I writing music together. Um, so the song Holy Silence off of the album was actually written in 2008 by Ethan, Nick, and I. Uh, uh, Ethan was asked to join the band when we put it together, but he was he was sort of uh, developing as a young man. He was, he was traveling a lot and just doing stuff to, to enrich his mind, uh, and he couldn't really commit to the band at that point. And after he got all that out of the way, it just... When we were putting the band back together, we asked him, and he said yes, and it just made sense. And yeah, I mean, he's in a, he's a monumentally gifted musician, but he's also a wonderful human being. So uh, yeah, it's it's good it's good to have a band full of buddies. Oh, absolutely! Now you guys do live geographically in different areas, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, as far as the United States go, we couldn't really live in more geographically different areas. Um, I live in Arizona. Our singer James lives in Indiana. Our bass player, Nick, lives in Pennsylvania still, in Reading. And uh, Ethan actually lives in New Hampshire now. Wow. So you'd be hard-pressed to get us all in the same room. <laughs> but how does that, I mean, writing-wise and doing music-wise, file-sharing, things like that, which is, I think, every band does now. Um, yeah. How, how does Without that, that stuff, I don't know how a band would exist anymore. As far as income goes, people have to find, uh, you know, main sources because of yeah. uh, this situation we're in right now. I mean, this would cripple, cripple people, you know? Um, 
if the if the, it's crippled a lot of people, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and then a lot of bands that you talk to and friends. I mean, do you think a lot of them aren't going to survive through this, or do you think they're just going to have to make it like a part time thing that can't tour? Musically, I mean, I think I think it depends. Uh, I think our band is kind of in a fortunate place in that we're really not big enough to generate a ton of income off of the band yet. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it just kind of feels like we're in stasis really. Like we're just not, I mean, we're releasing an album and stuff, but we can't really, you know, we can't go anywhere, you know, at least physically. Um, so for us, it doesn't really feel like we, we don't really have, I mean, because, and, and it actually happened at a kind of opportune time except for the release of the album, but we don't really have any assets. We don't have a van anymore, you know, stuff like that. Like if, if you were a band that had a bunch of assets, you had a van with payments on it, you had insurance, you had all that stuff that needed to continue to be paid for during all this. I don't know what you would do. Uh, you would have to, you would have to get really creative with, with generating income. And thankfully we're not there. Uh, I guess, thankfully, I mean, it would, you know, it's a very interesting time. I think if you're a band that, that is any, you know, really any bigger than us, you probably have some financial worries at this point. Uh, like I said, how to, how to maintain your assets. Now, if that makes sense. Oh, a hundred percent makes sense. Now you are in a band, you are a musician, obviously, and all that stuff. And you guys, uh, support all these bands a lot of times you know friends will come out to bands and stuff like that what is what is your take on seeing a band live these days a and b if there's a lot of rules behind it do you think that we should just wait it out as a culture to get back to the metal scene or does it have to reinvent themselves because heavy metal and the smaller you know venues and all that stuff yeah it's it's part of the culture you know quite frankly you know, there's no way yeah. I see it any other way. At least every memory I have. So, um, what do you, what what are your thoughts on, you know, just as a fan of what you think should should go down? Man, I mean, to be honest with you, like if I'm really to answer that question, uh, the the honest answer would be I don't know. Mm. Um, I think you know, you there there are so many everything is so complicated right now and there's so many different facets to look at things from that I think it would be really uh, impossible to answer that question. I I don't know. Obviously, safety is a concern. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it's going to be a very long time until we can figure this stuff out. And as, you know, as sad as that is to say, I really... I've sort of reached a point with everything where I, I know that I, I have like zero control over this. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the majority of people hopefully are realizing that because it's a sort of liberating point. I think at that point you can really stop arguing and maybe talk about how to make things better. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't really know how to answer that question. I mean, I, everybody has opinions, but th- that's all they are. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with no, you, dude. I, I I feel the same. We we are. This is the helpless feeling, helpless episode of Metal Sucks podcast because I feel exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to participate and I want to help, 
like uh, you know keep yeah. the scene alive and do everything I can. That's why I even do this show. Obviously, is because I want to sure. keep it going. Stuff like this definitely helps. It definitely helps for sure. Yeah, so that's that's like what I think. I'll, that's like my part, and you know, I'll still buy physical copies because you know I, I got to go support Zia Records. You're in Arizona. We got one out here. I'm in Las Vegas, by the way. Um, oh, you're in Vegas. Okay, I'm in cool. Vegas. Yeah, yeah so Ooh, I go to the. I stop there all the time. All Great the time. Use selection. Got it, got yeah. it, got to support them, right? Uh, that, w- that was the one yeah. I was doing the drive up pickup. It was horrible. I'll be, I'm sorry to talk shit, but you, you, you know how it is. You browse and you find what you want. Yep. And I was like trying to find things yep. online. I'm like, I'll compromise on this. And then they bring out the package. You're like, this is what I bought, but whatever. The point is, yeah, got to, yeah. got to keep them going. And so it's, it's like a, almost a part of my entire existence in life is to support and keep this thing alive, right? In any way, sure. as a fan, not as a band person, not as a, as a creator, but as a fan, I have to keep this alive, right? Anyway, financially, yeah. whatever. And then you get to the point where it's like, this happens, and you're like, shit, you know? There's no small yeah. part where half the bands that I love and listen to aren't going to, you know, I'll see them at Psycho Vegas if I'm lucky as a one-time show, you know? and and Right. And that's a heartbreaker, man. And, and, and it's it's sort of it's sort of has to, it's it's sort of the same thing like i work in the service industry mm-hmm. and um my girlfriend does too and i i think you know the best that that we can do to help is just to like make sure that the people that are either delivering a product to you or putting out a product to you whether it be music or pizza or beer or whatever uh make sure that you're you know in whatever way you can, because the thing about the, 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 the shitty part about it is like everybody's economically crunched mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, among other things, I'm not saying that's the most important thing, but, um, make sure that you support these people however you can, um, whether it be tipping. Well, I think that's something that a lot of people are not doing right now. Uh, that, that really sucks. Cause mm-hmm. it's like you, you, ex- you still, you expect a service and you're afraid so, you know, I think a lot of people just really take advantage of that situation and that sucks. Uh, but, you know, going back to bands, it's like, yeah, buy physical copies and, uh, you know, make social media posts about the bands that you that you love and try to promote them however you can. And, you you know, doing a podcast helps or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. I think it's just maybe being conscientious of stuff like that. And that is the unity, the we're in this together type of stuff is that it, it is kind of a, we have to share and we have to do more. And I agree with, I agree with that completely. You know, for me, I've always been one to say, I'd rather have a new record than a hamburger, you know, um, because yeah. I, I'll get something from that art and it'll speak to me in some way if it's the right record, you know, and my stomach will rumble. Well, that's cool. I grew up, you know, with a rumbling stomach. I'm good on that as long as I got the art and, um, right. You know, so there's always going to be, but that compromise, I guess, is my point is that like, if you can do one, do it right. If you're going to order a pizza and you're not going to buy a record, well, you better tip that dude right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You've got to do it yeah, right. You see now. a lot of that. And people are doing like, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just take the, I'll steal the record and I'll just. Well, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, uh, I'm afraid to leave my house. So I'm going to order a pizza, but I don't have to see the person face to face. So I'm not going to tip them either. So I'm just going to have them drive you know, yeah. 20 miles to bring me a pizza and not tip them. I mean, I deliver pizza and that happens to me all the time Man. and it, it sucks. No. And I just think about like what, what, what type of 
psychological perspective that comes from, and it's a very inconsiderate one. It's a it's a psychological perspective that our our phones bring us, man. It's, they're not real people. Yeah, you know, it's it's like, hey, right. I don't see a right. face. It doesn't really matter. They won't know. Who cares? It's not you know. Yep. And that's the like I said, we we have sacrificed. I, I'm too old to be dating on things like Tinder. I'm married. I'm happily married, but Oh yeah. I had a yeah, friend. I would never, I mean, I'm, I'm in a happy relationship and I, but I would never, I would never do that. I had a friend. I'll never forget at a bar. And he's like, look, I'm on this thing. And he's swiping right, swiping left and doing this and this and that. And I'm like, those are human beings, bro. Calm down. You know, like, like you're just, no, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, those are human beings, man. Like calm yeah. down. You don't even take the time to read about them. Nothing. Just like, ugh, 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 ugh. like back and forth. And I'm like, initial reaction, initial reaction, initial reaction. Like, what does that really get you? But if you treat humans like that, that's got to psychologically fuck you up. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's I mean, that's how we me. go. That's how we go to war. It's, it's a dehumanization. Anytime oh, you can dehumanize man. in any way, then you can you can justify killing. You can justify not tipping. You can justify all kinds of shit. Mm. And none of it's good. Nah, I'd rather feel yeah. the lowest lows, man, in my life as long as I still feel. So I'll I, I'll, uh, I'll fight. And that's the thing is you got to wake up and you got to fight against this personally for your own yeah, you mental. Do. You have to fight against it because if you just roll with the tides, dude, it's it's going to kick your ass, man. And this record, you know, we're talking about Violent Portraits of Doomed Escape, which is out August 7th, guys. It does tackle so much of what we're talking about. You know, um, yeah. there's so much to to every song. Lyrically, I got the lyrics here in front of me, and I'm telling you guys, like, you guys really, really, like, came from a, a point of, it feels like pain and frustration, and you put it together, and it, it speaks. That's what I mean. Instead of the hamburger, I want, I'll take the CD, dude, you know? Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of negative stuff on that, but I, but I think ultimately it was really it was really the most positive thing I've ever done mm. because I, I, it feels like I kind of shed like thirty thirty two years of shit with it. I, I bookmarked my life. It's like this chapter is closed. Closure, man. Isn't that something we're all yep. trying? I don't know. <laughs> trying to find it's it's important dude that's that's great two songs on here yeah. I, I got just a couple more questions for you but two songs on here i did want to sure. bring up uh you have two tracks called son of war s-o-n of war mm-hmm. and then s-u-n yep. of war tell us about the conceptual thing behind um having those two tracks with the same i guess you know same verbiage well the son of war s-o-n is sort of uh It kind of deals with um, just birth and, and and ending up ending up in a world that you really that you really didn't ask for necessarily. I mean, I think that's what being born is. Although you could argue maybe that karmically you did ask for it, depending on what you believe. I don't know. I don't get into stuff like that. But um, you know, you, you you don't ask to be born, and then all of a sudden you're 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 just you're in a you're in a space that you have to make sense of and, and it's very difficult to do a lot of the times spending I think we can all relate to that recently. But um Son of War with a U is more I think it deals with the culmination uh societally or globally of uh massive amounts of people that don't want to even try to make sense of it. Um uh, and, and where you end up and, and, and potentially where we've ended up. You know, I, when I, when I read the, or when I think about the lyrics to that song in particular, I think, man, like that's, that's what's happening right now. And 
you know, when when we were putting the album together, when I wrote those lyrics, it was a very, I mean, man, this is a very different world two months ago, but, you know, two years ago, it was it was a drastically different world, or at least it felt that way. But, I mean, yeah, Son of War with You is, is, is more the, uh, the culmination of, of large groups of people that are thrown into a world that they don't understand and maybe don't want to take the accountability to try to accept and understand it. I, I do feel like when you look for philosophies and religions and stuff like that, I keep running back to that solipsism, which is the world in your head is the only real world, but there's yeah. no truth to it. And, uh, yeah. And, and that's the, uh, that's something that we're born. We have to, truth is like our God in a lot of ways. Like, no, I need truth, mm-hmm. I, you know? And the fact when you, when you kind of have to give up on that because you never know yeah. where it is, it's like losing your religion. I don't want to quote a REM song, but the point is, is that you know, and we're not talking. REM was sick. They were good, man. I'll tell you right now. High Adventures yeah. in, or New Adventures in Hi-Fi. That record is fucking great. Um, yeah, gets no credit. Anyways, going off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I uh, I just I feel like that's where a lot of us are, and, and a spiritual revolution, whatever it may be, where we all get to some belief system or understanding. It sounds so good. But then I just feel yeah. like we'll repeat the past some eventually, right? Yeah, I mean anything that I think, I mean it's, it seems like as, you know as cliche as it is, it's, it's just love. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, how do we get there? I don't fucking know. I mean, anybody that tells you that they know doesn't know, so I don't know. Just keep it in in, in house and and make the people around you kind, and I promise you, you'll feel it uh, more and more every day. That's all the advice I can yeah. give you guys. Um, that's from experience. That seems to be it. That's from it spreads experience. outward. It spreads. Yeah, yeah. If everybody around you is uh, cares about you truly and is kind, um, that you have around you and doesn't have uh, other tactics, trust me, you, you'll you'll feel it um, day in and day out. So, with that, For man, sure. um, everybody, I want one more time. The new album, Violent Portraits of Doomed Escape, is coming out August seventh by Black Crown Initiate fantastic record it's gonna make best of lists mark my words for sure um, oh, oh. oh dude it's it's a fantastic record it's so I, I really want people to get their mitts on it and you guys pick up the physical copy i know i'm gonna pre-order it century media your first record for them so make sure you guys are yeah. out there and and taking care of that with that andy i know that we kind of had a doom and gloom conversation but uh, I had a blast talking to you man it was it was a really fun time for I, me so yeah i don't think it's doom and gloom i think it's just uh you know we're in a we're in a spot that we're in, and uh, hopefully we can start having one on one conversations and, and figure it out. Absolutely, and hopefully everybody that's listening that that uh, feels what we're talking about and doesn't uh, have an ex- extreme version can can get something out of it. You know, can get some sort of yeah. point because uh, there was a lot that you said yeah. that I think is uh, spot on, my friend. So with that, dude, I want to thank you so thank much. You. you have yourself a great day. You too, buddy. <laughs>
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off their latest record, Violent Portraits of Doomed Escaped. It's coming out August 7th, guys. That song is called Death Comes in Reverse. Second song, same record. Fantastic album, guys. Make sure you're pre-ordering it. Physical copy, all of it. Let's do it. The second song is called Holy Silence. Once again, Black Crown Initiate. Violent Portraits of Doom Escape is coming out August 7th. It made Vince and Axel's best of half list. So I'm, I'm sure it's going to climb on over there. And uh, we'll see where it's at on ours at the uh, end of the year. All right. Third song you guys heard, Orbit Culture is the name of the band. A band I never heard of before, I'll be honest. That song is called Open Eye. And their new album, Nija, N-I-J-A. You got I, it? I thought it was Ninja. No. And I double-checked it. Because there's an N in Ninja. I know. N-I-J-A. Ninja. It's coming out August 7th, guys. That band is called Orbit Culture. That song's called Open Eye. Check it out. I really, really been enjoying that record all week. So with that, I want to thank everybody out there for those five-star reviews. We keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. Leave a five-star, you punk motherfucker. Mm. Whoa. Mm. Dude. Dude. Dude, you scared people. Yeah, that way. I'm sorry. That's aggressive. Okay, we're not. We're I'm not still in character with the Corey thing. He's he's still alpha alpha. You're and at he like needs a be, ten. We he, need you at like a five. Yeah, I think you're at a twelve, and we need you at a one. You motherfuckers don't understand real MCs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for the five star <laughs> reviews on the good old Apple iTunes. That's all we ask for as a podcast. We got nothing else going. Those are the only things that we ask for you as fans to, to take out. And also, if you can check out our other podcasts, Rise to Offend documentary podcast, we do all kinds of heavy metal guys, not just uh, political figures and things like that. Henry Rollins is one of uh, our fan favorites. Obviously, we did a. Uh, Odorous, Urungus from Guar, Peter Steele, Phil Anselmo, and we just break down their whole life and they we cut in a bunch of interviews. So guys, if you're into that stuff, go check it out. Rise to Offense, the name of the podcast, available everywhere. And uh, with that, we will talk to you guys next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>